Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Satoshi's Mind, brought to you by Nakamoto. Um, on Satoshi's Mind, we discuss recent trends in the blockchain, DLT and Web3 space, and some of its applications in other industries with people working on those ideas. My name is Florian, and yeah, I've been in blockchain since like the end of 2013. Start working with Nakamoto and Advanced Blockchain in like 2017, and now working on various projects in the space with like a bigger interest right now in like tokenization and lending stuff. And yeah, here's my co-host Connor. Thanks, Florian. Uh, my name is Connor Kvichin. I'm a comedian, audio person, and newcomer to the blockchain, DLT, and Web3 space. I'm here to be a part of the conversation, learn a whole lot, and uh, have a good time. What's going on with you, Florian? How you been overall? Oh, yeah, pretty. I've been good. Um, lots of traveling recently. I just, uh, yeah, it's been complicated because of the whole COVID went from uh, from Cyprus to Qatar from because I had to because I can't come from the Schengen area from Qatar to New York and now from New York to Florida and yeah in the meantime doing trying to do all my work and personal stuff in between so yeah like Jeez. busy busy days yeah. but yeah pretty good overall yeah. Sweet. That's good to hear. And we're actually in the same state for the first time. Not the same spot, but the same area, which is really cool. Uh, you want to <laughs> intro our guest for today? Um, yeah, our guest is Michael Healy. Um, he's the co-founder of Unit Ventures. And yeah, he's also a person who's focused on social impact and like positive change through education, entrepreneurship, and also empowering individuals he's also like a pretty skilled app developer and you can find unit ventures on telegram at um unit global uh, is that yeah unit global i think like as one word and unit community on twitter yeah welcome to satoshi's mind michael thank you so much for having me flowering economist it's an honor to be here Thanks. We feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I think we're having like a little connection thing, right? <laughs> okay. I can, um, I can kick us off with the questions if you want us to. Uh, we know you, you've developed a number of apps, and, including a, an encrypted peer-to-peer -peer video conferencing technology called ChatRide. Uh, how did your interest grow and develop in these areas? What, what kind of got you started in thinking about these things and uh, developing apps? I suppose really solving critical problems and feeling the need to sort of give people a voice and believing in things like privacy and uh, supporting people's right to sort of communicate freely without being listened to. Uh, originally got into the Bitcoin and um, blockchain space in 2010. I, I wrote the Android app for WikiLeaks and then the government froze their bank accounts and Visa, Mastercard, PayPal. So they started using Bitcoin and I was helping a lot there and um, yeah also was working on the um, encrypted peer-to-peer -peer, uh, video conferencing platform to help uh, places where communication was restricted we offered an easy way to sort of communicate um, encrypted and peer-to-peer -peer so that people could um, 
communicate and speak with their families in places where there was a lot of government suppression, like the, in the Arab Spring or in places like China, where you know there was a lot less freedom to sort of communicate freely. So, wow, wow! I nice. didn't. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I didn't really I realize. That's getting like a lot more. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I think I have like a one second delay or something. Um, that's right. Yeah, I think that's getting like a lot more interesting recently. Um, with like, also, I think the EU just tried to or actually push through a law that wants to make encryption like just illegal, like just banning maths. And like, yeah, <laughs> I wonder how the whole space is going to move over the next years in that area. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's super unfortunate because, you know, I think sometimes regulators and government authorities have the best intentions, but then they don't realize that sometimes over-regulation or their uh, positive meaning or intentions can have unintended consequences. So I, I do hope that end-to-end um, -end encryption does remain an option for people, like their right to privacy. And, and then Things like digital assets and tokens, I, I do believe they have the potential to do so much good for the economy and for individuals and for small businesses. So I, I do hope that there is um, not an over-regulation, but rather a way to sort of empower and support individuals to interact freely um, from like communication to the, the right to sort of be self-sovereign and, and holding value and sort of transacting. You seem to have a really set motivation and kind of a personal ethos around all of this where does that stem from and why is that so important to you um i think because i'm I've, i'm super grateful for you know some of the opportunities that i've had and, and uh, the people that have helped me in my journey and i think you know it's it's really something that i would like to share and i believe you know we're gonna move towards a society where there's a lot more value flowing around and and opportunities for people to create things or to really thrive like the internet has done so much good with regards to providing access to information and the mobile phone has done an amazing job of communication and i really think think that things like dlt the blockchain uh, bitcoin and, and tokens can do so much good in terms of supporting people and uh, making like the idea and concept of money uh, really a thing of the past like the idea that you know anyone who um, wants the resources to kind of pursue an idea or an opportunity, they will have that much more accessible and available than it is now. And I think it's really closer than most people think. Wow. Yeah. And since a while you've been working on unit ventures, so that's also like kind of a community driven project with also like some like blockchain aspects in there, like um, what's that all about? What's what's happening with unit ventures? Definitely. So I guess the underlying ethos or the why behind unit and unit ventures is solving the inequity in the world. So I guess what we fundamentally believe is um, the reason why we have inequity is not because people are greedy or because you know there's um, people who want the the gap to be so big. It's just because value is, is distributed amongst society in a inefficient way and and the capitalistic system that has emerged you know has has allowed the founders and the investors of companies to be extremely extremely well off and 
control most of the value and resources in society. And then the customers and the employees are just kind of surviving. So, you know, if you look at all the people who have money, you know, like a reasonable amount of money, like they start companies or they invest in companies which are successful. And then most of the population is kind of just um, living paycheck to paycheck. They're either in debt or just kind of struggling because they're, they're customers and employees. And I think what unit kind of supports is a stakeholder economy where the customers and employees become stakeholders or they have a piece of, um, of businesses and organizations and we end up with a society which is slightly more distributed. So the, the founders and investors benefit because the stakes they have become worth more. But then customers and employees do have a piece of the pie. It's not just distributed by the founders and the investors of it. And uh, what Unis is pursuing is building marketplaces. So the idea that things like Airbnb or Uber, you know, Uber went public or went on the stock exchange for $80 billion with 2 million drivers. Um, so that's about $40,000 of, of value per driver. But none of that went to the drivers or to the customers. And uh, mm. what we're doing is how marketplaces in the future, value can be shared and distributed amongst all the people involved in increasing that value. So we, we believe that if you walk down the street of, say, Miami or Berlin or even a, a small village in Argentina, everyone there will have a portfolio of different digital tokens, which represents small businesses from like restaurants to people, to organizations, and everyone becomes um, a stakeholder and uh, things are structured as cooperative. So everyone has a piece of, of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really exciting. And that's kind of the, the future economy, uh, the stakeholder economy that UNI is pioneering. Nice, nice. And, mm, and then there you have like the unit marketplace, right? Where all those can be like traded and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So if you look at like digital assets and tokens and, and Bitcoin, like I've been in the industry for like nine, 10 years, and there's still so little in terms of actually people buying or selling um, yeah. products or services using digital tokens. So I hope that, you know, with our hard work with the marketplaces, people start using digital tokens to start exchanging products or services for things like Bitcoin or Ethereum or like the unit currency or We're also introducing industry-specific currencies to sort of um, be the, the digital asset amongst all the providers in specific verticals and products, um, as well as like we have the unit blockchain network built on a uh, protocol called uh, Polkadot and um, a framework called Substrate, which allows people to issue tokens for really anything they, they see value in. So like, for instance, I could issue a Michael token. I could say a hundred of them exist. And then... People who kind of um, believe in me as an individual can either buy my micro tokens or I can give it to them. And, and then they might not just support me because they're my friend or they, they maybe if I was a musician, like my music, but they will also have a vested stake in me succeeding. So if, if let's say I met an artist and I was like, wow, this, this artist makes some really good music. I'm not just going to introduce them to my friends who can help their music career. Um, mm. because friends, but also because I, I, I have a, a vested stake in them succeeding. So we'll, we believe that we'll end up in a society where there'll be millions and millions of different tokens and everyone will have a portfolio of different things that they believe in and they want to support. Mm. What's, it, what's it like getting individuals yeah. involved, like people who are outside of this space? Because I'm sure there's, there's a curve that needs to be overcome for 
individuals who aren't aware of all of this technology out there, how, how are you driving that? And I guess flattening the curve so people can get involved a bit easier. De- definitely. So I guess what you've described is like the innovation curve and like you've got the, the early adopters and then you've gradually got the mavens who are kind of spreading the message and then you kind of move along the innovation cycle. So I guess the way we think of tokens is that, you know, we try and keep it super seamless and easy to interact with digital assets and tokens. So if I'm um, a teacher, you know, if I'm an artist or if I'm a, a real estate agent, you know, having what unit does is we have several marketplaces which just make interacting with tokens super seamless. So it's it's very similar to like a, a loyalty point system or it's very similar to like a, a, a game, you know, where you've got points. But in actual fact, you know, it's, they are transacting and they are interacting with uh, digital assets and tokens which are um, powered by crypto cryptography to... Um, ensure its uh, security and um, operate and transact in a, a decentralized, trustless manner. So, like I guess there's a lot of amazing technology behind the scenes, but for a customer, we just keep it super simple for them. And and um, yeah, I think hopefully you know we can help drive a lot of mainstream use and adoption and make it really easy for like the everyday person on the street to start um, interacting with digital assets and really understand mm-hmm. the ethos. And, yeah, I think like um, tokenization is definitely like the future. Like at some point, like like uh, like our friend like Robert always brings that up as like an example of where blockchain could go. Is that at some point in the future you might be able to have your like phone and then pay for your drinks in the bar with the stocks of your company or yourself or like uh, <laughs> like. It's all- Super interconnected. So, like we imagine, mm. stocks and uh, currency is all f- flowing super freely. And you know, I guess one thing uh, tricky with um, with the economy at the moment. So, I used to work at the third biggest venture fund in, in Europe, and we used to have thousands of like entrepreneurs coming or, or deals coming in, and we would invest in maybe ten companies a year. And we hope out those ten companies, one company would pay off the whole fund. And you know, the, the way the economy works now is unless you like know some. Uh, angel investors or investors or VCs and you have a good relationship with them, it's almost impossible to raise money. So, you know, it's, it's very tough to kind of get the financial resources to pull off a project. And what I'm really excited about tokens is it really makes it uh, much easier to fundraise and also makes it less risky for the investors. Like they don't, the investors don't need to wait for projects to get acquired or go public. There is a, a way to kind of, um, have liquidity for projects and um, use it for products and services. So it's it's really like a win-win for like all the different members of a project. And I find that really really exciting. Definitely. And uh, with like Unit, you're also doing like uh, workshops and stuff like that, right? Like right now you're like in Bali at uh, one of the uh, what's it called Innovation Village. So we're building this village in in Bali. It's it's um, like five minutes from here, where we have a um, micro economy. Like we kind of want to show what we believe the future economy to look like. You know, where you can kind of walk um, along this, um, just walk around the village and meet someone who um, has a token driven project and be, have the opportunity to kind of be involved or support them with it. And um, you end up in a society where everyone has a stake of 
of one another's projects or um, as an individual. And then I know with a re really corporate society, we also are building communities and hubs in different cities. So we're active in about 32 cities at the moment from places like Zurich to New York to London to Berlin to Hong Kong to Singapore. Mm. We're, we're trying to bring together the people and the innovators and the entrepreneurs and the investors and the uh, futurists who are really making progress and building a more uh, cooperative and um, supportive e ecosystem for the world. So people that are really trying to solve pressing problems and um, create, create solutions which really uplift and support uh, individuals and empower them. So really excited about that. Mm -hmm. We all very frequently uh, unit conferences which are built upon the um, open spaces or the unconference format which allows like people to kind of um, participate in think tanks where they're sort of sharing what they're passionate about as well as be involved in each each other's projects. So yeah, excited for uh, yeah, excited for this to grow and scale. Yeah, at some point I definitely love to check out both the conference and like the village right now. Obviously it's a little bit complicated with the whole uh, situation that's going on right now. Um, but like can like can you just like go there or is it like with the unit token or uh, uh yeah so it's, it's actually super easy to get into bali at the moment you need to have a covid test to show that you don't have covid and then you just apply for a, a business or a social visa and it's really smooth to get in so i i just oh, nice. got back to bali maybe a, a two weeks ago and i'm super happy to be back it's like my favorite place in the world and, you know perfect weather nice to ride around on a scooter and incredible food the people are super inspiring and yeah hopefully like, more people can come visit soon yeah oh but i meant like more specifically like the innovation village like do i need to hold like unit tokens or can like apply for it or also yeah. the conferences like definitely so the the village is called park p-a-r-q and what we are showing is um similar to if you went to japan use yen if you went to um, let's say the UK use um, pounds. If you go to Europe, use like, euros. Well, in Park, we have a Park currency, and we want to mm -hmm. show how within this ecosystem there is a it's a uh, community currency which exists and allows every single member of this like micro community to be a stakeholder. So, like typically with a village or typically with um, like um, um, a space or a university, you know, there there is a a like um, one side which is the like a private university, the founders of it and the investors behind it, and then the customers or like the students or the members of it and, and the employees are kind of making it happen. And, you know, very two distinct sides. And we want to show how, you know, all of these parties can be very closely tied together and it, it helps the founders and the investors. And it also allows the customers and employees to feel a sense of ownership and belonging. So, yeah, we, we have a part yeah. to kind of say integral to the ecosystem. So you kind of already have like the whole digital currency thing that all the world governments are talking about right now. Definitely. And, and operating on a very micro scale and allowing, you know, people with different projects to sort of feel super comfortable being there and allow, you know, cutting edge entrepreneurs or investors or innovators to kind of support these uh, token driven cooperative stakeholder projects, which, mm -hmm. which revolutionize the, the whole economy globally the same way you know, the internet has really changed business or um, education mm -hmm. and so many different in industries or like the mobile phone has, has done the same. So, yeah. Nice. Really do like, 
like in the future is the plan to have like most people live on site for like a long time or is it like more like a come and go? Uh, I think a combination between the two. So we have like 300 villas and apartments um, like built and we want to increase that to maybe like 600 villas and apartments. So it's, it's really mm. like a small town or a village and we want to yeah. get some of the top like entrepreneurs and investors and innovators from around the world to at least spend some time in within the village. Like I used to work with this group called the Founders Forum and it was really some of the top entrepreneurs and investors around the world. I, I sneaked into it in 2014, like I wore a smart suit and went in through the golf course and I met some of the most amazing uh, entrepreneurs in the world. And then the following year, I worked with them. And like, I guess that was a huge inspiration and trying to see how we can create this sort of experience all year round and within the village. And we have some amazing facilities, like we have like five yoga studios. We have like a 90 meter pool, with like three amazing restaurants, a co-working mm -hmm. space for like 250 people, like private office spaces. And yeah, mini beach, um, meditation mm -hmm. room, uh, like a, a sauna, a gym, and a spa, like some amazing stuff. So, yeah. Plus, the weather is great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It seems like you're connecting a community through currency in a lot of ways. Like, that's, that's kind of the underlying connecting point. But how else are people connecting there? Because, you know, community is so much more than just the, the currency itself. Um, definitely. So I think like we very frequently hold like think tanks and unconferences and we have like, for instance, a master's program, which is like a six week uh, innovation uh, program where we, we're taking people who like um, at the beginning, you know, maybe they're wondering like, like, like what is the meaning or purpose of life? And they, at the end of it, you know, they have a very sound understanding of, of things like well-being, the future economy, you know, community building and, and networking. Um, scaling an agency business and like business fundamentals. So, like we're we're running this like unit university or unit masters program, um, which we're excited to kind of uh, roll out here in Bali, and we're, we're we're doing an online version now, which is going really successfully. And yeah, hope hoping to also see how we can sort of empower and support a lot of people who who maybe at the moment are not feeling super confident or optimistic about their future, and really give them opportunity to thrive. Hmm. Are you taking people too that are already invested in this space? So like, because you're talking about well-being and stuff like that. That's something every type of person can use. And you're obviously trying to reach every person at the end of the day. So are you accepting people who are, are relatively new? Or are you trying to keep it right now to those people who, who are already invested and kind of have a stake in the space? I think a combination. So like, for instance, the master's program, like our, uh, we're now on the first batch with 100, 100 participants. And though we want to scale it up. So like the next batch in January, we have 200 participants um, that we will accept. And then the program in March, we're 500 and we increase to 1,000. Like our goal for next November is to have 20,000 people in our program. And so I've really given opportunity for these people to become community builders wherever they are around the world and um, really empower their local um, ec ec um, economy or town. And, and yeah provide a way to be self-sovereign you know so instead of working for a big company or applying for jobs like find a way for them to kind of uh, allow them to support themselves as well as support their local ecosystem hmm. yeah i feel like the whole uh, community aspect is also like uh, a big topic like in the general blockchain space since like i feel like a lot of the blockchain projects they basically live and thrive 
of their community. And like, for example, if with like bigger companies with like, I don't know, like Volkswagen, like they, it's not like they have like a big community part or like, let's say like Bank of America. It's not like there's this great Bank of America community being like, yay, <laughs> stock goes up, down, whatever. But like, uh, yeah, blockchain really thrives off of it. And yeah, I think that's also one of the things that really like, like, made me interested in the space initially because like you can look at a project like oh wow that's like pretty interesting then you can go into like the i don't know like telegram slack or like earlier like their bitcoin talk forum and just like talk to a bunch of people see what excites them about this project about the space in general uh yeah <laughs> so i feel like Blockchain is definitely like great, like yeah, try out like yeah. models like that. Definitely, and as a community builder, you know, because I think you know what people fundamentally want is like human connection and like a, a sense of belonging with a with a group. Mm. So, I, like one thing that was super interesting uh, is super interesting is the idea that you know there are a lot of projects um, with sometimes without a product, you know, sometimes without like uh, something up and running, but there is a very strong community sort of supporting this vision. So I guess the nice mm -hmm. thing about Yuna is, you know, we have a, a pretty sound platform, you know, we have a, a product and we're growing in, in terms of usage and solving lots of problems for people around the world. And we have this extremely supportive group of people in our community who are helping push forward this vision and really understand the meaning and purpose behind it. How does How does the technology, like the blockchain technology, DLT technology help allow you to be able to do what you're trying to do? Uh, definitely. So I guess um, like with the unit blockchain, it does like two main things. One is the issuing of tokens. So we, we believe this token-driven economy where anyone can seamlessly create a token and then find a way to um, have this token you know, generate value or, or represent something of value. And then the second thing um, um, the unit blockchain does, which is super important, is basically send and receive tokens. So, like that, these are two very simple things which we are focused on, which which, um, which tie in really nicely into the marketplaces because you know we have like marketplaces for art, for um, teaching, for yoga, for cars, for the property uh, industry, for um, fashion. And all of this, all of these industry-focused platforms, you know, they they generate a lot of value in terms of service fees. And traditionally, you know, you would set up a company for it, and then you know the co-founders or the founders of the company would own all of it, and they'll take investors. And then you know, when this project becomes hugely successful, you know, the founders of it and the investors, you know, they reap all of the benefit and returns of that value being created. So similar to like, you know, Airbnb is worth uh, like $40 billion dollars. And all of that is going to the venture capitalists and the investors who supported it, as well as the co-founders. But like, for instance, myself, I've booked Airbnbs, you know, a number of times. I used to be an Airbnb host with my apartment in London, uh, apartments in London, actually. And, you know, I, I, I was actually integral for their success, you know, without customers or hosts like myself, you know, they wouldn't be where they are today. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. none of that value created goes to customers or hosts like myself. So... What we want to show is how marketplaces, like the marketplaces that Unit are powering, um, distribute value to providers and customers like myself, or maybe you guys who have used Airbnb or Uber or uh, things like Zoom or like the, the platform that we're using now to communicate. 
where you know all the different stakeholders who are integral for that value created at least get rewarded for it. And it's not just the, the founders behind it who created it or the investors who, who put money into it. So yeah, for me, that's super exciting. I believe that's going to solve the inequity in the world. And when you solve the inequity, then you have an opportunity for people to start thinking about things like social issues, the climate, the environment, uh, nutrition. So yeah. Yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to take care of that base first. Definitely. Interesting. So you you think that the technology like tokenization is is really what allows this all to happen, or is it is it? I guess yeah. Is that is that really the foundation, the tokenization? I, I really believe that, and I think you know the distribution of value is something that's going to really um, provide so much opportunity for the world. You know. Like a lot of people say, you know, tokens are not interesting or cryptocurrencies are not interesting. It's all about the blockchain or the underlying technology. But for me, like what really excites me is, is, is tokens because I think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of tokens that have been created today, like there's been very few, if, if not like no, um, very few in terms of successful use cases of tokens. And uh, tokens, I believe at the moment are extremely over, like some are extremely overpriced or overvalued. Um, and, you know, Denise, similar to the dot-com bubble, you know, people used to think internet companies, you know, you don't have to like ha make money or generate value with internet companies because like someone's going to buy it over. You just need more users. You just need more engagement. So I, I believe um, tokens are going to follow the same sort of um, um, like cycle. cycle. Yeah, exactly. Of internet companies where they, they will have to. Uh, demonstrate something like a PE ratio, they will need to generate value or the equivalent of profit. And they can't just be um, speculatively uh, traded in terms of price. So I think um, things like uh, unit or the unit marketplaces do uh, solve this critical need because we do take a service fee and we believe that this service fee sort of supports and backs up the value of the token. So I think um, things like the BNB token for Binance, you know, they, they will show in the future how the transactions that are happening on the exchange or the exchange fees do back up the BNB tokens. And um, other projects will have to show, like, if I make a micro token, what is the value that I'm creating to back up that micro token? And then what are the uh, tokens or the assets that are backing the micro token or the, let's say the Connor or the Florian token to give it value? And then, well, yeah, I think this is just a necessary evolution. I think it's going to come in the next three or four years. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. I guess it's a whole new way to kind of like sell yourself too, which is <laughs> very interesting. Like, yeah. Especially, I mean, as a comedian myself too, like as an artist, like, what does that mean? Because you're always selling yourself now, but like now it's real, like, oh, here's a thing that you can really sell yourself with. Absolutely. And then, you know, we'll end up in a society where, like, for instance, you'll have a portfolio of different comedians that you, you believe in. And like, you could say, Hey, Michael, you know, you should check out this comedian. I'll give you mm -hmm. some stake in him. I'll be like, cool. You know, so I, I, I'm not going to go through this show and I'm like, yeah. oh, he was great. You know, I'm going to buy some more of him or her. And then I'm going to like buy a stake in the comedy club, you know, so I'm not just going to walk into the comedy club and go, yeah, this place is nice. I, you know, I might come back and go be like, okay, cool. I'm going to buy a stake in this comedy club. I'm going to invite my friends. I'm going to host some events and, and gatherings mm -hmm. there. We end up with a society where, you know, people really support one another and, when in a society where you know people aren't working just to make money, but they're gonna uh, do things that they enjoy and um, yeah, re really believe in and uh, support. Mm -hmm. them. 
yeah, it also definitely like encourages people like building up and empowering each other. Like, like technically, like right now it's like, well, not that it's bad, but like you have like your circle of people that you work with or friends with and like, Hey, uh, like someone does you a favor. So you do them a favor back. And this is like, which obviously is like great and works great as well. But then like as an extra thing, it would also be like, like a super interesting concept if you like, okay, <laughs> buy some of your tokens or like get some of your tokens or something. And then, uh, or like, I'll give you some of my tokens and then you'll introduce me to like X, Y, Z or like, Amazing. You just introduce me to him, and if it works, I'll give you some of the tokens. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a really exciting future. I mean, the idea that, for instance, like, for instance, if, if let's say someone came to visit in Florida, you know, they could ask you, hey, Florida, like, or Connor, like, what are you, what's your portfolio in Florida? You could say, you know, I've got a stake in this restaurant, I bought into this gym, I, I have a stake in these different artists or musicians or, um, mm lawyers or doctors like people that you know that you you believe in and want to have a, like want to have a vested stake in helping them succeed and everyone mm -hmm. becomes a micro investor also are there any i wonder what like oh, yeah. go ahead go for it i would like you have to be like like in the end it's like i guess like um like the demand and like the like well, the supply, I guess, is like the same for everybody, but like, how do you initially, what's, what's like the... How do you decide like this total supply? Or how, like the oh, no, I was thinking like, what's the, it, it sounds kind of bad, but like, what's the initial value <laughs> of like someone's so tokens? Really up to the creator to decide, you know? So I could say like, you know, my tokens are um, backed by my net worth, you know, or it's backed by my will, or it's backed mm. by... Percentage of my salary or my profit every year. So yeah, could, yeah. it could be um, every time I need a big decision, I'm going to ask all my token holders and then they're going to get to vote. So if, if let's say I'm a travel blogger, you know, I could say, you know, if you hold some of my tokens, you decide what kind of content I produce, you know, where mm -hmm. I go travel content. So like if you look at, for instance, the example of social media, you know, a lot of influencers or people of a community are following, they're having to promote like products that, you know, advertisers pay the money for and they're kind of selling um selling their fan base to this co uh, company who's paying them like to to survive you know and an opportunity is where they create a token and instead of selling products that they don't necessarily believe in you know the to the people buy their tokens and like um they, they support them in creating great content you know and then for instance as a um, token buyer, you know, I can look at different accounts and I could go, wow, you know, this person has so much potential, their content is great, you know, they produce uh, great interviews and podcasts, you know, I'm going to buy a stake in that. And then when they become mm -hmm. super successful, like someone like Joe Rogan, you know, then like that, those, that stake becomes worth more, they can sell some of their stake and buy, um, buy and support into other people and projects. Mm -hmm. I, uh, how do you protect from risk of that like say because you know cancel culture so is fairly prevalent now and say you know someone makes a slip and they are their token then just sees a drop how how's a person potentially protected from that or is that just you know a part of being in, in a marketplace 
account. I think like, you know, in terms of protecting people from scams or protecting people from like um, projects which might have malicious intent, the key is to think of every token when it's launched as having an F rating or an E rating. Like a, like it's it's any money you put in there, like it's, it's as good as gone, you know, it's like not worth anything. Mm-hmm. And then if it maintains some level of, of credibility or stability and, you know, has good distribution, you know, it's got uh, tokens backing it up in terms of like assets under management, like back, like value, then it becomes an E or it becomes an D. Then, you know, if it maintains like a, a number of years or a track record, then it becomes a C. Then like just like similar to, you know, banks have credit ratings or different assets have, have also ratings. Like imagine like the same for tokens. And then as an individual, you know, how do you prevent tokens from fluctuating too much? I think the solution there to um, like there needs to be proper frameworks to kind of decide what frame what tokens are um, like um, should be valued at like more of a frame because at the moment you know a lot of tokens are just purely based on speculative speculative demand so you know if if let's say someone super famous says you know this token is great it's going to go up like twenty x or ten x or three x or like fifty x you know and and like people are going okay you know he said it's good you know she says it's good I'm going to buy some too and then you know it becomes worth more and then someone else buys it and it becomes even more and there's no proper framework and typically with companies you know how you value companies is you look at what assets it has like does it have cash does it have like a, a building does it have equipment you know there's like assets under management and then you look at the profit it makes and then you take a multiple of that profit so i, I think you know something similar needs to happen for tokens um and, and then you know you have a, a good framework to kind of determine is something undervalued is it overvalued because I think we're going to end up in a society with millions or hundreds of millions of different tokens. And then, you know, when you've got all of these tokens, then this sort of framework allows you to kind of operate. Because I think where tokens sit, is kind of in the middle between like currencies and uh, traditional companies. And if, if you know, mm. I think they'll move from um, being more like currencies to more like companies. Yeah. Just because the technology makes them flow around super seamlessly. and um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm excited for that future. I, I don't believe it's, I mean, I do believe it's very close, like less than a year or two years away before you know, mainstream users have portfolios of different tokens and currencies, which they can actually mm-hmm. products or services. Yeah, with the whole PayPal thing and stuff, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's really exciting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like the example is also interesting, for example, for like musicians, like I talked to a friend of mine who's a musician and he's like, yeah, we're basically having to sell our souls to different record labels and they just like take everything. And for example, if someone made like a real, real popular song, you don't have to run around to like, like a bunch of record labels. You could just go online and say like, this is my song that I did. Um, if you liked it, well, that's the token that comes with the song. Um, maybe buy some mm. and have a stake in all the other great songs I will do and I will be incentivized and able to do because of your trust and investment as me as a person or artist. Absolutely. And imagine like people having different portfolios. You know, I could say that, you know, I, I bought into uh, David Bowie or Eminem you know, when he was up and coming and like, mm. you know, I've held it all the way. I haven't sold it and it's now worth this amount. And, yeah. And you can talk to different people and, and say, hey, what's in your music portfolio? And they could say, you know, I've got some 
um, techno, I've got some jazz, you know. Yeah, so it's, I think it's really exciting. Mm. Them people right. what people believe in and support. Mm-hmm. It also seems like it's building a, a world of accountability too, because if someone's like, hey, I'm going to believe in you, I'm going to trust in you in that way, now you, you almost feel a sense of responsibility towards mm. those people. Absolutely. And I think, you know, giving people a sense of ownership is so important. Like, I, I grew up mm. in Singapore, and one interesting thing that the government did was it tried to make it possible for everyone to own their own uh, home or their own place to live. And when you own something, you know, you treat it much better, you um, take care of it, you know, you, like if it's your home, you know, you, you, you feel a sense of ownership rather than if you're renting it or if you didn't have a stake in it, you're just a customer. So like really excited for an economy where every single thing, like whether it's a tech product that you interact with or whether it's say a restaurant or even a person that you spend time with, you have a stake in them and yeah, you end up in a society where everyone really cares and supports one another. And it becomes more like a game where people take like the idea of, of shares and money much less uh, seriously. And it becomes like really fun to kind of support people's projects and help them succeed and thrive. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm. Very fascinating. I know we're uh, winding down on time here. Florian, do you have any, any more questions or anything like that? Not on the top of my head right now, um, but yeah, definitely super interesting. Also, like the whole uh, concept. Um, I think, yeah, when people think about tokenization, it's usually just like, oh, we can tokenize like financial assets to get like a little regulatory advantage to be able to like sell stuff faster, quicker. But like a lot of the people I talk to about tokenization also like uh, myself a bit until like talking to you today, like, yeah, like always see like this like smaller picture with like just like the first step, like tokenize some like assets that could be like made into stocks or something today. And yeah, but technically there's like a much broader range of things you could do with the technology and with like the right vision and approach. Definitely. So, yeah. And I guess continue on that thought, you know, people used to think, you know, like this internet thing or email, like why would I use email? You know, nobody else has mm. an email address, you know? Yeah. And then like even with smartphones, like when people, when the iPhone came out, people used to say, oh, you know, I, I'm used to a Blackberry because it's got a keyboard, you know, or... Mm. Like apps on the, the Nokia aren't very good. You know, like I can't imagine a smartphone having good apps. And now, you know, so many people like can't live without different apps on their phone. So I'm really excited. Yeah. All the different creative and interesting use cases for tokens. You know, I, I really think this will give an opportunity for um, many experiments and many ways for people to, to build things where, um, yeah, much, many interesting things happen. And, I believe we're really just getting started in terms of what can be done. It's fascinating. I feel like every time we talk to someone too, there's a, there's a deep philosophical root behind what they're trying to do too. And it's always like, we're, we're just trying to make things better. You know, we're trying to make a better world because right now, you know, it's, it's not quite perfect yet. But yeah. I think lots of opportunity at the moment to support people who are going through really rough times. Like I think the situation with COVID has put people in a really tough place. And I think you know, mm. 
there's an opportunity to sort of rebuild um, and improve like a lot of things which have happened. And yeah, I think we're really at an interesting point in society. I think. Mm, absolutely. Well, Michael, thank you so much for the time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, make sure if you have any interest at all, I, check out uh, Unit Ventures on Telegram at Unit Global and on Twitter at Unit Community. Uh, you can follow Nakamoto on Twitter at S underscore Nakamo underscore T-O. This ha- show's handle is Satoshi's underscore mind. And make sure to rate and review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Again, Michael, thank you so much. Florian, glad we're in the same state. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Phenomenal. Yeah. Can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, great to talk to you, Michael. And yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it.